0: The Boston Bruins are officially on their All-Star break with six days between last night's victory over the Seattle Kraken and next Tuesday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Over the next few days, we're going to talk about how the Bruins measure up against the competition here at the All-Star break and uh, tee up the actual All-Star weekend with Patrice Bergeron in attendance, Uh, but today... Going to recap last night's game as well as update the Eastern Conference Power Ranking, so let's get into it. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Boston Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to me, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, the podcast in audio form can be found in your favorite podcast app, so please open it up hit that subscribe button if you haven't already uh, there's a video portion as well on YouTube so please search up locked on Bruins over there and subscribe as well so we can get the uh, yeah channel growing I believe we're at 175 subscribers it would be great to get that up to 20 or sorry 200 before the Bruins play once again next Tuesday. Social media wise, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C McLaren. Now the Bruins seemed to have last night's game well in hand heading into the third period; they were up two nothing on the expansion Seattle Kraken. Uh, heading into the final twenty minutes, but then they allowed Seattle to score. A couple quick ones before David Pasternak saved the day with his second goal of the game and uh, yeah his 14th goal in his last 15 games uh, to secure the win for the Boston Bruins. He has been uh, on fire to begin 2022 and uh, couldn't have come at a better time for the Boston Bruins. Uh, He also picked up an assist on Taylor Hall's second period goal. And it was his uh, third three-point contest since January 10th. So if you have pasta in fantasy hockey, you are reaping the benefits lately. David Pasternak said he didn't really do anything different from the first half of the season when he was struggling a bit. He hasn't changed much, to be honest. A little bit of puck luck earlier that didn't go his way. Last night was a great example. Both shots got a little bit deflected and went in. I believe the game winner, uh, Chris Dreder, had it in his uh, trapper and it was just too hot to handle. Went in the net, getting a bit lucky. Obviously, he's been working hard, and but things haven't changed much, to be honest, just getting that puck luck. Obviously, as we mentioned before, Posternak also had a great personal tragedy in the offseason that had to have been weighing on him early on, Uh, but things have definitely been improving, and he's rewarding himself with some vitamin D, freshening up, healing up his body, and he's heading to Key West uh, for the All-Star break. Uh, There's a few games around the NHL tonight. Everybody will be off from Thursday through Monday. And uh, David Pasternak heading to Key West. Some other Bruins, I'm sure, will be heading out to various places to uh, to refresh. Uh, again, the Bruins squandered that lead by the 7.30 mark of the third after allowing Eunice Donskoy and Mason Appleton to score. Uh, it caused Bruce Cassidy to call a timeout to settle things down. He said he just wanted everyone to take a deep breath, not let the game get away from them. Uh, It was even with 12 and a half minutes to go. He said, if we value these points, we got to start playing the right way. And that was about it, trying to get their attention. Uh, I believe that power play goal was set up by a very strong shift from the, uh, what I call the Blogerstein line of Anton Bleed Stephen Fogarty, Oscar Steen, um, they were all out there. And bleed threw a big hit, and uh, they drew a penalty, which led to the game-winning power play goal. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said his team knew the importance of these two points, but they weren't very respectful of the game in the third period. A number of instances with the puck, Uh, Could be, you know, they came back from the road trip, first game back. Maybe you're looking forward to the break. But uh, he noticed that with some of the veteran guys that typically don't fall into that category, they were being a bit loose with the puck. But they got it back, got a big goal, forced the power play, held on to get some saves and get the win. Uh, Taylor Hall with a two-point night, his 10th goal of the season with 3:51 to go in the second period upped his totals to 15 points in his last 17 games. Uh, but he acknowledged that the, the win wasn't exactly picture perfect for the Boston Bruins. He said it was a tough way to start the third after being up two. Everyone can see that we didn't play our best tonight. And when Knicks are going on like that, it's important to play simple, get pucks out when the time is right. Um, he acknowledged that he didn't do that on one of the goals Some of the mistakes were self-inflicted, but they won the game, found a way to get on the power play, make a couple plays, and uh, that's really all that matters. No team's going to be perfect for 60 minutes. The Bruins were resilient, stuck with it, got down but bounced back, and uh, Linus Allmark had a pretty strong game as well. Now Eric Hollow was out of the lineup. In COVID protocols, Thomas Nosick jumped up to the second line, put in some strong work on the forecheck ahead of Hall's goal uh, before freeing the puck up behind the Seattle net, dishing it to Hall out front. Uh, and, uh, you know, since being paired, uh, coming out of the COVID-19 break, the duo of Hall and Pasternak has combined for 19 goals and 37 points in 17 games, uh, which is, uh, just great to see. And and I would like to see that combo kept together, uh, after the break as well. Um, Taylor Hall said he signed with the Boston Bruins because he believes he has another level to go as a two-way player. Hopefully after the break, he said he can continue that didn't love his game. The last five games or so, but definitely finished strong here. Uh, Some bad news for the Bruins in this one. Uh, Yerho Vakaninen exited the game in the second period and did not return after uh, a hit delivered by uh, Yanni Gord of the Seattle Kraken. Vakaninen dropped to the ice, was bloodied under the visor. Bruce Cassidy said he didn't like the hit at all. Uh, there was no call, which was unbelievable to him and to all of us watching. Um, and, you know, that's a big loss for the Boston Bruins because um, he's been playing very well. They've already lost Jacobs Borrell for the time being. I guess it will press Connor Clifton back into action if he's not able to come back after the break. Uh, Cassidy said the response was good. Uh, Stephen Fogarty. Uh, challenged Gord off a face-off, led to a scrum. Lazar stepped in entangled Gord as well. Uh, Derek Forbort dropped the gloves with uh, former Bruin Jeremy Lozon. Cassidy liked the response, and ultimately the Bruins did get the win, uh, which is what matters most in the end, and hopefully Vakaninen is going to be uh, okay. Now, in terms of the big bear of the night, I think I am going to give it to Taylor Hall. He had the one goal, he had the one assist, five shots on net. Um, You know, he has been playing lights out since the COVID 19 break. He acknowledged that he hasn't been playing great, but and then he still has a lot of work to do to improve his two way game. And I really like that attitude heading into the break. He's not complacent. He's not resting on his laurels. He wants to be the best brewing he can be. And uh, I certainly admire that very much. Big fan of his game uh, so far uh, this season and especially in 2022. I don't know if Bill Barr is a factor in that. Maybe he's been munching on some of these. But it is the perfect protein bar to help you eat healthy and feel good as well. Um, You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring sometimes. Built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're also good for you. There's about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Uh, Here's an idea for you in February. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in your car. Throw out all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. When you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. There's so many flavors to choose from. Go to uh, built.com to check them out as well as special limited time flavors. And when you're checking out, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day, free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. I highly recommend that you go check out the Locked On uh, NHL podcast. Today, there is the uh, first installment of the Locked On Olympic Hockey Daily Series, hosted by uh, Rachel and Anne of the Uh, Lockdown Flyers, and Predators podcast, respectively. That's also free and available on all platforms and uh, definitely going to be very informative for you to check out. So at the holiday, or no, not the holiday break, at the All-Star break, the Bruins have a record of 26, 14, and 3, 55 points through 43 games, a 640 point percentage with a plus 11 goal differential. Bruce Cassidy yesterday said, you know, if you're playing at 600 or above, you're generally a pretty good team. Uh, The Bruins right now are certainly a playoff level team. Where they stack up or how they stack up in the um, Eastern Conference remains to be seen. They are well behind the top teams. And as things stand right now, it's going to be a challenge for the Bruins to get out of the first round, much less win two rounds, three, four, when it comes to playoff time. If you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you know that when it comes to the, uh, I used to do the Atlantic Division Power Rankings, that's pretty much settled right now. You know, what? even the uh, Eastern Conference as a whole is pretty well divided between the top Eight in the bottom eight teams. Montreal Canadiens, historically bad right now, 261 point percentage, minus 73 goal differential. Uh, The Devils and the Sabres, 389 point percentage. The Ottawa Senators, 400 point percentage. Uh, Then you have some teams that were expected to be okay, but disappointing so far, the Philadelphia Flyers, Columbus Blue Jackets, Detroit Red Wings, all at 500 or below with double-digit or even more um, negative goal differentials. The New York Islanders are quietly creeping back up. Uh, They're at 500 right now uh, with a minus-nine goal differential. But when it comes to the playoff race, they are 17 points back of the Bruins with – five games in hand at the moment, the Bruins, the clear uh, eighth team in the Eastern conference. Like I said, they have a record of 26, 14 and three plus 11 goal differential, just slightly behind the Washington Capitals. Uh, they have a six forty one point percentage plus 24 goal differential, which is, you know, almost twice, or over twice, uh, two times better what the Bruins are, are rocking right now. Um, and that's despite going 5-5 five and five over their last 10 games. Then you have Pittsburgh and the Rangers. Uh, Pittsburgh's at 674 point percentage, Rangers 681. Uh, so, you know, they're not that much better than the Boston Bruins at the moment. Uh, when it comes to points, the Bruins have 55 points, uh, but they do have games in hand on both the Rangers, the Capitals, and the Penguins. So when it comes to the wild card race, uh, it's possible that they could catch one of these teams. They're four points back of uh, Washington with three games in hand. But it's a different story when it comes to getting into the top three in the Atlantic division four of the top three of the four top teams in the conference are in the Atlantic uh you have the Tampa Bay Lightning they have a 717 point percentage plus 17 sorry plus 27 goal differential you have the Toronto Maple Leafs 726 point percentage plus 41 goal differential and then the Florida Panthers with a 734 point percentage and a plus 55 goal differential compare that to Boston's plus 11 and you see that they're just on a different level the top team in the east at the moment uh, according to point percentage the Carolina Hurricanes 762 and they have a plus 49 goal differential so the Bruins well down the standings in terms of total points point percentage goal differential Uh, And if they were to play, uh, or if the playoffs were to begin right now, they would be matched up against the Florida Panthers in the first round, which would be a very, very difficult matchup for the Boston Bruins. Now, if there's any room for encouragement or optimism when it comes to the Bruins, it's their underlying numbers. At five on five play. If you look at uh, shot attempt differential, the Bruins rank fifth at five on five. And remember, that's where the majority of the game is played. Uh, So these are encouraging stats for the Boston Bruins. Shot attempt differential, they rank fifth. Actual shot differential, they're first in the NHL. They've allowed 937 and they've taken uh 1193 at 5 on 5 so they have a league leading 56% shot uh differential expected goals the bruins are first as well 55.76 uh expected goal differential when it comes to high danger chances the bruins are fourth with a 54.93 advantage. Where the Bruins continue to struggle is actually putting the puck in the net uh, at five on five. Shooting percentage five on five the Bruins have a 6.87 uh, shooting percentage which ranks them 28th. So despite having more shots than the opposition, more expected goals, more um, high danger chances, they're not capitalizing on those. And that's what's keeping them from really succeeding. There's, their uh, save percentage five-on-five five is uh, respectable. Uh, uh, actually, is it? No, it's uh, not that great. It's 91.04, uh, which puts them at 27, uh, 27th in the NHL. So their PDO overall ranks them 29th in the NHL. What does that mean? Well, it means that over time, and especially because of the strong numbers that they're putting up in those other categories, we would expect their shooting percentage to rise at 5-on-5, as well as their uh, save percentage to get better once there's some stability there. Uh, You know, there were some bumps early on with Allmark coming into the system. Uh, Tuka recent play has bumped that down as well. Uh, but if we believe that you know they could return to the uh, getting some more success at five on five, then uh, we could really see uh, the Bruins improve when it matters most, and that's down the stretch and into the postseason. So there's room for encouragement for the Bruins, certainly room for improvement. And uh, as we get closer to the trade deadline, we will look at some more options for the Boston Bruins on the trade market. And uh, I would be shocked if general manager Don Sweeney isn't uh, very active heading into uh, the back half of the season. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As uh, the Super Bowl is just around the corner, Baseball, hockey playoffs uh, are coming up as well. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football that they have you covered in, pro college troops, NHL, boxing. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 season at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. The Colorado Avalanche had their 18-game home unbeaten streak ended by the Arizona Coyotes of all teams. Alex Galchenyuk scored his first goal of the season and added his uh, with the winning goal in the shootout. So that was uh, that was pretty nuts. Um, also, the bill to present. Willie O'Ree, the Congressional Gold Medal, was signed into law Monday by U.S. President Joe Biden. It's Congress's highest honor, commemorates O'Ree's achievements as a hockey pioneer and his ongoing contributions to the game. Uh, O'Ree, of course, became the first Black player in NHL history when he took to the ice for the Bruins against the Canadians back in 1958. And he also recently had his Number, finally retired uh, by the Boston Bruins. Uh, plenty of names on the trade block. Uh, Pierre LeBron of TSN mentioning Jeff Petrie of the Montreal Canadiens. John Klingberg, both right-hand shots. That could very much help the Boston Bruins. Um, ben Sherat is also a guy that will be available uh, from the Montreal Canadiens. Elliott Freeman believes the Canucks could be considering re-signing JT Miller instead of training him. And that's why names like Connor Garland have come up on the trade rumor mill. Uh, that's a guy the Bruins would most certainly be interested in. The local boy, he, they were interested in him back in the offseason when uh, Oliver ekman Larson and Garland were sent from the Coyotes to the uh, Canucks. Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson are guys that are certainly going to be possibilities for the Boston Bruins. Uh, there's going to be so much trade chatter coming up. And don't forget, the Bruins still have uh, Jake DeBrusk's trade request uh, hanging over them. Zach Sinitian with the trade request hanging over them. Well, not really hanging over them, but um, you know something to be dealt with. Um, who knows how Jack Stanek is feeling about not being recalled uh, instead of Stephen Fogarty over the last couple games? All this to say, uh, I really do believe Don Sweeney, with some relative uncertainty with Patrice Bergeron's long-term future with the team, um, with the guys that they signed this past offseason put together through next season. I really do believe you'll see Don Sweeney kind of take some swings here at the trade deadline in order to give this team the best possible chance of competing in the playoffs. Uh, they certainly need help on defense. You'd like to see them get a second line center, perhaps a scoring winger as well. I don't know if Craig Smith is the best option on the top line. Um, I think they're pretty well set in net with Swayman, Allmark, and if Rask can come back as well. But, uh, you know, this core remains in place for them to succeed. And with some savvy, helpful additions on the back end, they could surprise in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, teams like Carolina, Florida, Toronto, Tampa are a level above our Boston Bruins, but they've been there before. They know what it takes to get it done. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Uh, It would take a miracle for the Bruins to be bumped out of the postseason. So right now it's fighting their game, honing their game, making some wise additions and uh, getting ready for the playoffs. And I'm excited to get into the back half of the season here on the locked on Boston Bruins podcast. Tomorrow we're going to do a mailbag. So if you have any questions, please send those in and uh, throughout the week. Yeah. We'll continue to look at where the Bruins are, where they need to be. There's no trade freeze over the all-star break. So perhaps we'll see some movement there and uh, just keep the fun going here on the locked on Boston Bruins podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your favorite team every single day. Happy Wednesday, friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.